0: Hey, hey, hey. What's going on, everybody? Mike here. Not Enough Mike's podcast. I just recorded part two of The Last Dance Running Diary with uh, two of my friends, one of my best buddies there, Chazzy. Uh, not a lot to say about him, though. No. Just kidding. Not a sports guru, but has some amazing insight and one of the funniest people I know easily. And then my boy, Rob Chidi, uh has lived down in Vegas for the last 20 years. He's the uh, director of hospitality and a variety of other things for Tau Group there. Always takes care of you when you go down to Vegas, sometimes too much. Uh, Also owns a great restaurant down there called Mama Bird. So obviously none of us can go down there now, but next time you're in Vegas, hit up Mama Bird. It's the best fried chicken waffles place you can find, especially for a hangover, uh, which is great. So I also just released uh, mine and Natasha's IG live. Natasha Stanchowski from TSN. And then next week, part three of The Last Dance Running Diary is with me and Nabil Karim from ESPN. Very excited about that. Been chatting with him probably for like the last month, just kind of going back and forth how we're going to do this. And uh, we decided it's going to be in this forum. So maybe IG Live, maybe podcast forum, not too sure yet, but nonetheless, you can find that uh, probably next Monday uh, whenever you listen to this. So very excited about this one. Hope you enjoy. Uh, This is a pretty funny one here. There's a, a little tidbit about Scottie Pippen that had me in stitches. So thank you, Rob. Thank you, Chaz. Looking forward to a lot more content and especially the rest of this uh, documentary. Okay, have a great day, everybody. Love you. Peace.
1: You know, time to train, spend time, don't neglect the dog and all that. So,
0: that's true. Eh? Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. yeah. That's
0: true. I know we're looking at one. It's just like we're just, we're so close to pulling the trigger. So close.
1: I know we talked about it. We talked about you know in a new house and you know I have I have a lot of carpet here, but uh, uh, you know right now we're not moving anywhere. We're good here right now, so yeah, yeah we made the move. Right on, boys.
2: Right on. So, right on. Okay. Well, Mikey, let's yeah. not uh, let uh, two Arabs uh, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, Israeli uh, hijack your show, buddy. This is your show.
0: No, no, for sure. So, did you guys? Uh... I got to admit, I got to admit, so Chazzy, you sent that over, um, the clips and I went forward like another two episodes and now I feel so guilty that I did it because I was just like, I I feel like I spoiled Christmas, you know, like I found, I found, I found my gifts on Christmas Eve and I've kind of spoiled it. So now I backed off. How much have you guys watched?
2: I I only watched the, the two more. Yeah. I just watched
3: the two more as well. Yeah. Three and
2: four. Yeah. So.
0: I, I think I'm going to stop. Okay, what's the what's the first thing? Like, first thing that comes up. I know Chazzy, you always have a bunch of questions that you're going to go. So, Chazzy, what like what what came up first? Okay,
3: uh,
2: first uh, <laughs> first thing I want to talk about is is whenever I watch it, um whenever I see real people, I always associate them with other things or who they look like, you know, the so so um man, so many came up in these two episodes. So, First thing is, um, a, a middle-aged, um, um, Phil Jackson looks like bull from night court. <laughs>
0: okay. um, uh,
2: Jerry Krause looks like booger from revenge of the nerds. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see here. Um, um, uh, Michael Jordan, right in the beginning, um, uh, walks in with, like, a beret and a long trench coat. You look like Darkman, okay? Like, relax. You're walking into a gym, buddy. <laughs> I think uh, he was the worst dresser. Like, he was not, not the best dresser, you right? think? Dude, he gets oh, the Oscar. Yeah. He
0: is the worst. Yeah, yeah, for, <laughs> for being, like, one of the most popular guys ever, especially with, like, and how much money he's made on his clothing line. Yeah. <laughs> like, those baggy jeans and those baggy suits. Rob, he...
2: Uh, oh. Oh my goodness! <laughs> he dressed worse than you when you lost your luggage and when we
0: went to Acapulco. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right, so, so, Chaz, so Chazzy's, uh, Chazzy's got the first thing he's thinking about is who he the other people remind him of, and then so Rob and one but,
2: more, yeah, one. Sorry, one more. And Scotty Pippen talks like the last two years of Muhammad Ali's life.
3: <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> uh, Come on, man. Uh, be careful. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh,
0: okay, okay. Oh, that shook me up, Rob. What about you? what uh, what what stuck out to you? I
1: guess, I guess for uh, for episode three, uh, I guess you know Rodman, you know, his genius, yes, and um, just everything he did. I mean, you never you never knew that he studied the game. You always just thought he just jumped in there. He was the last the last guy at the arena, you know, the last guy in the core, barely made it. But he really studied the game, and he you know he had a craft, and he loved it. He had a lot of passion for it, and he was just all about it yeah.
0: um you know it's
1: so that's, true. that's what really surprised me
0: it's so true isn't it like and he's actually like a he's somewhat of a skilled offensive player but then it seemed like he just got to the nba and like those first three years he's just like yeah i just got it i'm just gonna get it figured out i'm gonna play defense yeah yeah, that, yeah, as many rebounds like yeah can. he was
1: exactly he was saying that second years when he really knew his identity that he was gonna be the best defensive player best rebounder and that's what he's gonna stick with and Look yeah. what! Look what happened.
0: Do you think he's? Do you think he's properly rated? Like, do you think he gets enough credit?
1: You know, I, he doesn't. Because when you think of the Bulls team, you always think, you know, Phil Jackson, Jordan, Pippen. You you knew of him, you know. You 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 think of him more in the, the bad boy days with resistance. Totally, but
0: yeah. you never
1: really, you know. Now you're hearing the story of how he really contributed, especially when Pippen uh, was out for 35 games, and how Jordan leaned on him, and how he, you know, he. He took, he took the bull, he took the bull by the horn, you yeah, know, and,
2: uh, he really did. you know, you, you know what, guys, like what I, what I found is when, when I, with all the hype coming out, up, up all the hype coming out about this documentary, um, you know, I thought it was going to be all about Michael Jack and Michael Jordan. thought it was going to be all about Michael Jordan. Yeah. but I realized, <laughs> but I
3: realized,
2: but I. <laughs> but I realize um, um, more than ever, it's definitely not just about him. He's definitely a central focus, but it's like really about, it's, 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 it's not a documentary about Michael Jordan. It's a documentary about, uh, the Chicago Bulls, oh, yeah. you know? And, and, and I like that, you know, like I, I really do like that at first I was just like, why, why are we talking about, you know, episode one, why are we talking about Scottie Pippen? We're supposed to be talking about MJ here, you know? And, um, and I, I like it now, that it's, it kind of goes with the whole motif of you need a team yeah. to win.
0: Yeah. His first, so Rodman's, Rodman's career, he averaged 7.3 points a game, 13 rebounds, only 6-7. He led the NBA in rebounding seven years in a row from 91 to 98, and his highs were 18.7 rebounds, 9.8 Wow, wow.
1: that's unbelievable. That's I mean, right. you
0: know, that's, that's. What's what's his highest score? Two-time scoring two-time, game, two-time defensive player of the year, eight-time all-defense as well. Like the guy was an absolute. And for a guy with dyed hair and tattoos and the way, the way he looked, he's like like you said, Rob. He's a cerebral player. Like he's one of the yeah, most, he most, was player. Just how the the angles and how the ball bounces that was quite interesting. That, you know, about that,
1: that was that, that was very interesting how he talked about that. Like getting to the gym like during in the morning with buddies, just asking to you know fire it up from wherever and and he was just studying the different angles where how to get the rebound, what to look for. You know, Bird would spin it. Magic sometimes wouldn't, or would, and That's you know, even true. Jordan. He was studying Jordan like that. Was That's you know, you never you, you know, you never expected that for him. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, because the media portrayed him as this, you know, this wild guy. You know, would come to Vegas on the weekends or we had a day off and, and go nuts here. And you know, I was I was a part of that. You know, I've been here for twenty years. Yeah. I would you know I hung out with Rodman. Yeah. You know, he yeah, loved that. The man. parties after own. You know, yeah, he's a great, great guy.
2: Yeah. They love they love that though NBA secretly they love that you know that all that does is bring attention to the, to the to the franchise. So I was gonna say um, that. So, you know?
0: so I was gonna say that. So if you guys have the the option, who you're parting with for forty eight hours? You are rolling with MJ or you're rolling with Rodman?
3: A hundred percent
0: Rodman.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and just because Rodman is very generous. Okay. He would buy for everybody. Not that, you know, we need someone to buy us something, but he's, he was just that guy. He was taking care of the pad. He was the life of the party. Jordan was a different guy. Jordan was sick to himself. He was not, he was not known as, you know, the best tipper the, would go out and spend money. He would always want to be taken care of. He was very much, you know, he had his reputation as being a, a, a dick, quite frankly, mm-hmm. here in Vegas, you know, for many years. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, Pippin. You know, Pippin too. Pippin was a little more reserved. You know, we used to call him, uh, you know, no, no Tippin Pippin. You know, he was really, uh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <the> back. Back. <laughs> that <is fucking> classic, <laughs> Coming
0: in with the fire with the no tip. <laughs> <equipment. laughs> uh, that's a that's amazing. So, I'm going to just do a, like a little recap cuz we got right into it. I'm going to do a, an intro on this, but I'm talking to uh two of my friends, Chazzy met him when I lived out west, one of my best friends in the world, and then Rob, friend through friend. Feel like I've known you a lot longer than I have. We've only met once when you uh, took care of me uh, down in Vegas. How long? Like, you give a little background. There. Wow,
1: that was probably that's. When I met you probably what eight, maybe seven years ago in the Venetian. I
0: think so. Uh,
1: I've been in Vegas. Yeah, I've been in Vegas now twenty years uh, in the hospitality industry here, working for Tal Group. Um, yeah, it's, it's been amazing. Throwing uh, great parties, great restaurants. Uh, I've had the pleasure of meeting you know many many people over the years. A lot of friends from uh, from back home, back in Toronto, yes. um, and just, uh, it's a great, great city, you know, so we got hockey now, we got football, hopefully the NBA one day, yes. and, uh, you know, so, thanks for uh, having me on today, great to be part of this podcast. My pleasure. I got, uh, I got a special t-shirt for you, it's a little run down, but... I don't know if you guys can see my old Pro Stars uh, t-shirt here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you like that? Eh? Yes. <laughs> it's uh It's what Chaz, Chaz's favorite cereal still to this day,
0: but uh, <laughs> Jordan, <laughs> Mo Jackson, you know? You Rob. This is just like this.
3: <laughs> <a climax>. <laughs> down, man.
0: And then, uh, thanks, Rob. And then, uh, Chazzy, like I said, Meadowed met out. Uh, Wes is uh, hitting the nomad himself, so thank you, Chazzy, for coming on, talking hoops.
2: First time caller, long time listener. <laughs>
0: Chaz, I think. Thanks, I, yeah, you got it, boys. So you go. So you're going, Rodman, Chazzy. You're, I'm guessing you're going, Rodman.
2: Um, I'm going. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a no-brainer, man. You know, he's either got Madonna on one arm or Electra on the other. Okay, I'll, I'll <laughs> take <think> those. <laughs> what does Jordan have? Jordan's got the NBA fucking gold basketball. Okay, yeah.
0: so we, we talked <laughs> I'll take to- Electra. So he talked about, like, the, like the big three. Like, so we have, so you have Pippen, Jordan, and Rodman. Three Hall of Famers, you know, arguably the three best at their given position. So there's been other trios. Like, I, like I'm thinking they have to be the best. They're at least 1A to a 1B. The other ones are Mikhail, uh Bird, Parrish, Clay, Curry, and Durant. I think, that be, I think that might be the closest one. Isaiah Dumars, Lambeer, Magic-worthy Kareem. Uh, So, I'm wondering,
1: which one do, what do you got there, Rob? Wow. Well, you know, I'll, let's be honest right from the beginning. I'm a big Laker fan. I was just always have Kobe, been
0: Kobe
1: Shack. Shaq. So, you know, Kobe, Shaq were strong. They didn't really have a, a third guy, though. You know, they had a, some great role players. But Magic, Kareem, and Worthy, I mean, those guys were, you know, fantastic. Uh, big game, James Worthy, yes. Kareem with that hook shot. I mean, I started watching basketball because of Magic and Kareem. I used to imitate that hook shot in, you know, in my driveway all the time and r- break a few windows behind, but um, man, and then burn Michael, it, It's a tough one. I think, you know, magic, magic, Kareem worthy as well. Five titles together.
3: Yeah.
1: I think, I think it would be maybe one B after Jordan Pippen and Rodman just, just because those guys, you know, they have six. Um, Rodman wasn't there for all six. I know, but
0: um, I, I, yeah, it's, I'll, I, mean, uh, I would love to watch it's, that. It's, play it's, play. Cool. it's going game seven yeah. on quadruple overtime. You know what? Yeah. Thing, you know one thing I like about the, these interviews is that they swear. Like, I love watching Michael Jordan say fuck. I just think it's the best thing ever. <laughs> and there's that, there's that one clip where Doug Collins, he, he's, uh, he always goes, what did you draw for that last, last play? They just give the ball to Michael and everybody gets the fuck out of the way. The fuck out of the way, yeah. It's, it's always been beeped. And it wasn't me. I'm like, it just gives. I like how uh, I like how candid the interviews have been so far, and how it seems quite honest.
2: Yeah. Plus, I'll bet you dollars to donuts, all that stuff when he was sitting down, um, and and he's on the blue chair, and he's got the drink on the side. Yeah. I bet you dollars to donuts. He's stoned as fuck. (laughs) Okay, his eyes are bloodshot. He's either stoned or he's got jaundice, but something's going on there. (laughs) <laughs>
3: so, um,
1: I mean a, a good a nice, a nice little line from the referee with, uh, with Rodman and Rodman's trying to uh, you know ask why he got the foul and the refs like listen man I'm, I'm used to all your shit already yeah. I see your shit all the time <laughs> the and it was a laughing yeah.
0: yeah and then like that's like I think one, another big thing that stood out to me is like when people ask about like why is Jordan the best and it's like not necessarily like we, we know everything he can do on the court but bringing in Rodman who was so volatile and bringing him into like their nest, and they just let him do, they just let him be him, and they got the best. Well, man,
2: they said it right, and you know. They, like they, we would only bring him because Jordan and Pippen are there. He needed that mentorship,
0: and they created that environment to get them to get the most out of him. And I don't think it, I don't think you put him on any other team, and he, he would have lasted another two years. So yeah, like, no, exactly. There's little things like that that are just like. That, that he just did behind the scenes, maybe through intimidation, sure. but maybe comp- yeah. a little bit of compassion there.
3: Yeah.
1: Because yeah. Jerry Krause didn't, didn't want him. Apparently he was against having him. I mean, most coaches at GM didn't want him. Uh, they, don't, yeah, they don't want to do what he did in San Antonio, right? He went, he, he had a little thin in, with the Spurs yeah. and that didn't work out right with, uh, with those guys over there. And, uh, I guess he was convinced by an assistant coach to, uh, bring him on and, you know, Phil Jackson made, uh, you know, made it happen. You know, the Zen master just uh, could relate with them. let him, you know, let him be who he was. And uh, Jordan needed him. So, especially when Pippin was gone, right? Yeah, I, yeah.
0: Think, like, the, I think, like, all three of them, like, equally brought out the best. Like, Jordan would, still would have been amazing, but I don't, he doesn't get to that next level, though, Pippen. Pippin I don't know. Right. Pippin I think he was, like, mentally quite weak, and I think Jordan helped him get over that hump. I'm not sure how good... Man, I'm glad good, you said that, Mike. i sure how good Pippen is, um, without Jordan uh, being there, I think he drops off a bit. But then Rodman, I think they almost get the most out of him. What was that? Sorry, Chazzy.
2: Dude, man, you like? I'm glad you, you brought that up because in episode four, yeah.
0: um,
2: he when when Jordan was just like, I realized, you know, and it took him a few years, but I realized that Pippin, he just needs somebody to like to remind him that I'm here with you. Hey, man, yeah. I'll stay with you, but right yeah. hey, you know, and. And, and I love that, man, because the truth is, like, I do my best, yeah. you know. When I have people like you guys in my corner, you know, and and, and you know, like, it, it was really cool that um, that he that he saw that, you know, like. Uh, yeah. and, well, I think with, yeah, I
1: think when they changed their philosophy too with the, with a new coach, the uh, with the with the triangle with Tex Winner, you know, he wanted to bring in that uh, system before Doug Collins, you know, didn't yeah. want it. Yeah. And uh, yeah. you know, to Jerry Krause's credit, he you know he fired Doug Collins uh, after going to what, the, the, the conference finals. Yeah, uh, that was a bold move, but that was the right move. And Phil Jackson embraced uh, Tex winner and, and basically made it more of a team game. And this way, you can complement uh, Pippen's skills, right, and get him to handle the ball, handle oh. the ball, and, and do all that. So
0: Cross made some amazing moves. I didn't realize all huh? these moves that he made. Uh, like, he, he's a, he was a fantastic GM. He wanted a little bit too much spotlight, but he, w- he did a great job, didn't he?
1: Oh, he did a great job. I mean, he, you know, he, he wasn't afraid to give his opinion and make the moves. And, you know, he traded Oakley, uh, you know, Jordan's buddy, best friend, I think still to this day. Um, whatever's
2: best for the team. Man, um, I got to say. I had no idea how how funny Horace Grant was or is. <laughs> what, that think, guy, you think Horace is funny? Man, he like like when I'm watching something alone and I laugh from the gut. Yeah, okay, yeah. like that guy is funny, man. Just, when he was talking about Isaiah Thomas and the Pistons and stuff like that, he's just like they're straight up bitches.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love that, that Ron, he's funny man I like him a lot and then even Ron Harper at the start when the coach said like when he wanted to uh, guard Jordan when Elo was guarding him he's like, yeah, oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> he's like get out of here man so, that was yeah. that
0: was that was a great
1: story I never, I never knew that story yeah. um, you know we always thought that you know Elo was the guy but
0: Harper was right obviously was, Harper was right there he wanted Jordan so Jordan amazing so Jordan in this documentary like he's always he's always been amazing with the press i want to talk about him dealing with the media but i also want to talk about what he thought the narrative might be um before this uh, documentary started he thought he'd come across as an asshole and i think he put that out there prior to kind of soften the blow a little bit um obviously knowing what's out there do you think he's come across as an asshole or a bully not
1: not yet not, not in the first four episodes i think uh you know it's, it's what we thought he, he was yeah oh, but he well, is fine. now the that- Competitiveness—he really wanted to win. You know, he didn't want to be that superstar just with the scoring titles. He wanted to win championships to so be be there with uh, Bird and Magic, and he wanted to be looked at at that level and had that respect, not yeah. that, that one man show. So uh, we'll see as we go down. I mean, I've you know we we've heard things about uh, you know in practices and putting hands on teammates and
2: That's stuff right. like that. So, you know, but, but you know, I I think I think it also makes it easier that he's got the same same people day in and day out that are that are asking him the questions you know like yeah. uh, so he, he's he's formed a relationship with them
0: yeah and you can sense that oh you definitely yeah you definitely can you definitely can yeah i don't think he comes across i i love i love it like i remember when i i forget what year it was i think it was maybe in grade nine and i like i loved jordan back then and then i forget what teacher it was but they're like oh you're, my, michael jordan's a bad guy and i almost like got offended by it and they gave me that book sam smith jordan rules and i remember reading about it back then i was just like what you know i'm like 13 years old going what's going on here this is like blowing my mind about this guy but it made me appreciate him even more because he was right right he was that asshole and he got after people and i think a lot of the people that might like these skeptics and people saying he was too hard on them and a little bit like as a maniac they're like none of those guys are returning their championship rings that they won with them
1: Exactly. Exactly. I think the only person who who ever had uh, some hard feelings was maybe maybe Bill Cartwright. Yeah. Over the years, I think he he uh, you know he was so You can tell there's some
2: animosity. You know, it's like three three seconds left. You're gonna give Cartwright.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh man, you should should see what you should see. I won't get into it too much. What what comes out with him and Horace Grant, which is. which is hilarious there. But like playing with Jordan, I think is like, like the modern day equivalent to playing with new England. Like you're not having a lot of fun, but you're having a lot of success. So what are you going to sacrifice to get the ultimate title? So everybody's got a different threshold. Like Every player's <laughs> got a different threshold. So what are you going to do? Exactly. I, I, like what I, I
2: like what he said when they said, uh, there's a, when somebody said to him, "There's no I in team," and he's like, "But well, there's an I in win." Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or even that's when they were know, talking about the whole triangle. Yeah, or even to backtrack, even in the first one, when he's like talking about the headache. You know, there's a one in nine chance if you take this pill. He's like, "It matters how fucking bad the headache is." <laughs> like, yeah.
2: yeah. 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 Well, you know what? Can I can I say something a little controversial?
0: Yeah, please. And I
2: say this, I say this only because uh, not, Rob, you're here.
0: That's not like you, Chaz. okay?
2: Um, my <laughs> okay, so my whole life knowing Rob, yeah. um, you know, like being one of my, like, oldest uh, and dearest friends, yes. um, anybody who knows Rob knows that uh, one of his, like, you know, his, probably the quintessential Mount Rushmore for him is uh, Wayne Gretzky, okay? Um, so, I thought about him when I was watching this, so I, th- I was thinking about you, dude, and <laughs> And, and, and I hate to say this because I got two of like my dearest friends over here and I got you on this video conference. One to the left is his, his rock star is Wayne Gretzky. One to the right, his rock star is Michael Jordan. Um, and even though like I like Michael Jordan better than I do Gretzky, I have to like talk a little bit shit about Jordan here because yeah. Jordan, um, he, he's everybody always knows that he's been a great player. But he had to be coached and, and it took three, four years, uh, um, maybe more, um, especially two to three years under Phil Jackson to, for him to realize that he can't do it all alone. When Gretzky, he came out of the womb knowing that he needs the team, you know? Like Gretzky's, <laughs> Gretzky's like number one stat was his assists and that's why he was so great, you know? So, I mean, if I just have to pit the two between each other, I, like in terms of Gretzky did have that um, individual solo amazingness that Jordan has, but he also didn't have to be like trained, for broken like a horse. Okay, to to you know what I mean to be a champion that took Jordan so long to uh, to get. That's anyways yeah. I say that I open up
0: yeah I think yeah, yeah that was at a left field but that's okay that's what it's for that's what we're, <laughs> we're just meant to chat one, one, <laughs> one, thing, one thing I'll say to that because you obviously you know what I, what I think about it but one thing that I really don't like about having to compare to greats because we're splitting hairs ultimately with greats is where you ultimately have to kind of you need to put someone else down to bring one up you can't put down the you can't put down any of the greats I wearing Gretzky's stats are phenomenal um, we could go on for for hours on on, on that debate, for sure. They both
1: have uh, both have ten scoring titles each. Gretzky has ten. Jordan had ten.
0: Yeah, that's right. Eh? They're,
1: they're 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 my top two all time most most dominant, and influential athletes in my opinion. Yeah. Jordan Gretzky Ali Babe Ruth Jim Brown. Those are the top five. Yeah. Um, but Jordan and Gretzky, they both had that will. I mean. That's like, it just is so
0: similar to him, you know. Yeah, they couldn't ac- they couldn't accept not losing. Like, there's this story about uh, Jordan. There's like the ping- there like a ping pong table. They they played ping pong in the locker room, and then he lost. So then he bought a ping pong table and like had it with him everywhere he went. <laughs> <laughs> and, then he, he became, and he became and then he became the best ping pong player. Like these guys are just wired so different. Or when they lost to, that's what they showed in the uh, in the video when they lost to Detroit. And it wasn't just like. Oh, and they started
2: like just pumping.
0: That's it, what I thought. The whole and, summer off. And, and, again, yeah. and again, the leadership right there. It's just like, okay, we have one goal, one goal only. All these guys like, I want to go down to Miami. I want to go on vacation. And they're all grinding together just for yeah. that ultimate goal. And so to get people like to make like that cohesive of a unit, that takes a lot of talent off the court as well as all. Yeah. The
2: yeah. You know, I'm a little bit bitter about that uh, in a way. It, just because of uh, our, our Raptors. You know, like, it's just like, you know, I feel like now it's, I'm sure it still exists, but you see that, um, you know, they started and ended each season knowing that they're going to stay together and work towards something, you know, like shit like that pisses me off when I see like the Raptors, like, you know, we won, we won the NBA title, but, um, but we, everybody knew that, uh, uh Kawhi was going to take off, um,
0: we we, you know, we, we, we didn't know that for sure.
2: Close.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I, had a, I had a
1: good bet here with a friend of mine who used to play in the NFL about Kawhi, and uh, I thought Kawhi was going to stay in Toronto. I did, as and well. uh, we we had a nice dinner bet, and obviously I lost the bet, but he said that when he had a chance in the NFL to go home, that that was it. He was going home no yeah. matter what. So he was traded to some other cities, which were fine, but when you have a chance to go home. And that's why I had quite a chance to go back to L.A. He said it was a done deal.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I mean, if they don't make that Paul George move, I wonder what happens. I think he maybe goes Lakers. Yeah. If Paul George doesn't. But Do
2: the- you guys think that this still happens? Uh... Like, you know, like this building of a dynasty, do you think it still happens? Or do you think it's like, you know, like that, that, that whole era is over now because everybody's just going wherever they get paid more and that's it. You know, well, yeah. I just feel like a little bit of that is dead.
0: Oh yeah, you, you well you can even see you can even see yeah. how the how the player movement has changed even from like they show Pippin, you know he can't even sure. opt out of his contract, you know, and he's locked in this uh, this low 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 contract. Now guys just guys will just move around because the money is just absurd, It's absolutely insane. The loyalty yeah. the loyalty is gone. They have the super max contracts for the five years if you're staying yeah. with your team, but uh, you can still make fairly close to that if you're moving around.
2: Yeah, but you, you know what I mean. Like, well, I don't know, man. You're you're a lot better um, with stats and stuff like that. But Tom Brady, he's you know, did they have to work towards good, that, or did good. they already have a superstar team? Tom Brady, your uncle
0: from.
1: Uh, the... Didn't did Tom Brady walk into someone's house by mistake? Was that, <laughs> yeah. was that
2: for real or? He told an ad hash.
0: <laughs> hopefully, it wasn't. Um, Ro- hopefully, it wasn't Robert Downey Jr. One thing, one thing I love, yeah, one thing I love about going back and these old tapes, it's like this feeling of nostalgia, you know, it's like when you go in, you smell something, you know, it's like old, like I always found that when I, when I smell, yeah. if I smell Play-Doh, it, you know, yeah, it, it yeah. brings you back to certain yeah. smells, right? And I find this when I go and I see all these old clips, I get so excited, man. It just, because yeah. you, you just, we were so, you don't realize it often at the time, especially because being younger. But you didn't realize what you were watching. You somewhat did because you saw something new every day, but like we had privileged to argue to watch the greatest guy ever play right through his prime. Yeah. Now Rob, nah, listen, yeah. Rob, where you know you're a huge Kobe fan. Where what's your what's your rushmore? Like where do you put where do, what is your top five? The position positionless any era?
1: Top I mean top five, my Mount rushmore. Yeah. you know, MJ, Kobe, Magic. Uh, to put Kareem in there, and I have to put LeBron as well. Those are my top five. Gretzky. Uh, actually...
3: No, <laughs> <Now
1: we're... laughs> yeah, I mean Kobe. Just you know, for the past twenty, you know, twenty years, just watching him here, you know, on the West Coast, you know, seeing all the games here every night, going to many games. I had the privilege of going to his last game. That's right. Uh, which was which was incredible. Uh, seeing that sixty point performance. I went to. I've been to a finals game. I mean, for seven years, seven, eight years, I used to fly from Vegas to Toronto to see Kobe play and get with all the guys. And uh, it ended up being a big weekend. Uh, that's how much, you know, that's how special he was. I mean, he always put on a show. He gave you everything you had. Like, he played 90s basketball. That's when he right. was there, he gave you everything. You know, he did his job. He came out there. He gave you everything you had. You could see it, his will, his determination. And uh, that's what we loved about the 90s and late 80s basketball. I mean, every single guy was out there trying to kill you and after you and, um, you know, you couldn't. Uh, they're after you. You couldn't bring the ball up and just and just wait half court. They're they're after you. Right, right when you throw that ball in.
0: So. Yeah, you're bang on. You're 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 bang on there. Like the physicality of the game was was off the charts. Like the the Pistons right. full, fully admitted that they're trying to hurt them, didn't they? The Jordan exactly, the, the exactly. Jordan, the, Jordan, the Jordan rules. Yeah, that's
1: right. Yeah, if you got, if you got into pain, Lambier and uh, Sally would give you a couple elbows that you remember for for a week or two. Yeah, yeah,
0: and no, no doubt about uh, it. And the referees back then had a lot more power, didn't they? They had like the, a lot more umph. It feels like. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: They weren't they weren't shy. You know, they're, you weren't you know with social media and how players blow up it, it wasn't like that uh, they weren't taking shit from anybody you know so
0: no i like i liked it and i i you know because oftentimes now we see when there's like a, a delay or a pause um because of a, of a review it takes like five minutes or some guy just hacks a guy going up for a layup and there's a review i can't stand any of that. i want all that to go away i'd rather a few mistakes and just have the flow of the game go
2: right right no, I uh, agree, maybe I maybe in basketball not in football
0: I think a little bit of both. I think we're, I, you know, it's always going to be a tipping point, and then a little, it'll even out as it as it's still is new. Um, but I, ho- I hope they can do away with it or make a, a, a quicker decision. Is yeah, it, yeah, inter- it's getting a little bad. But the bad, but yeah. the, what's up? Yeah,
3: no, no, bad, bad about the bad boys.
0: Yeah, so the bad, like the bad boys, like that, those were the guys that they. So they, they went through Boston, and then it was Chicago going through Detroit. I, I love like. I don't it's like a love hate. It's almost like how people feel about Don Cherry. It's <laughs> it's a bit of a love, it's a bit of a love hate. And uh I love the way they played, but I don't like they cross the line with trying to hurt people. Ah, man, you
1: know that uh that was that was their game plan. That was their, you know, More Jordan than- was just this special player and uh they they wanted to keep him on the ground, right? If he got up, it was, it was- he can move. He can switch hands.
2: It was, it was smart, man. It, it, it was smart. It
0: was. It was, and they had no business with their talent to even be there to even sniff the second round. So I, exactly,
1: I mean, no, those guys—they uh, stuck together. They had a game plan. I mean, they they, they they did what it did what it took. Yeah. Um,
0: and they went through no joke either, like Portland and Portland, Boston, and the Lakers. They went through for those for those titles, uh, going through there. So that's that's absolutely massive.
1: Yeah, underrated player, Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Got to be one of the most underrated players. You you never hear him as one of the best point guards.
0: Yeah, and maybe Jordan.
2: Maybe maybe he wasn't such a
0: dick.
2: (laughs) 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 Hey, after this is all done, I'm not
1: shaking your hand, (laughs) Chaz. Don't worry. No, shit. No, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) Corona or no Corona.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: the no tipping, the, pipping, the no, no, pippin', no clapping, sapping. Uh, and then well, yeah, now,
1: now, now we know he, he didn't get paid, you know, so now we know why. But
0: that's right, it I didn't mean, help. That's hilarious. So, and then Jordan, what did he, he put on 15 pounds, you can see the difference in his frame, uh, from his early years to his later years, I right? how serious he took the job. Oh, yeah, you mean, now, you mean now when he
2: was like being interviewed or when he was playing?
0: When, no, no, what he was after. Playing. When he was playing and then yeah, really that's
2: like hitting the weights
1: hard, yeah, oh no, he built it he put how much mo muscle he put on, and he had the perfect physique after that he uh he was the one who was giving out the elbows, you know, yeah, yeah. so
0: oh he, he well, did whatever
1: it took, I mean,
0: yeah, and I love his yeah. I love you know what? it's it's kind
2: of I was gonna say it's kind of weird uh to you could see that in the beginning, they didn't talk about it until episode episode four, but in episode one. Uh, or was it two? Which one was it with Pippin? Number two, right? Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, two and three, I think. Yeah, yeah.
2: But, but you see Pippin like on the bench press, and he looked, or not on the bench press. He was just doing some butterflies, yeah. and you could see that it wasn't very natural to him. You know what I mean? <laughs> now now I see Jordan in the back saying, "You better fucking do 12,
3: 12 sets, buddy." <laughs>
1: you know, you know, just, just just imagine today at your job, if you're if your boss, if you ask your boss, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm not feeling it right now." Can I, can I get a little vacation uh, to yeah. Vegas for 48 hours, right? Like, oh, how crazy was that? You know, like,
0: oh. but
1: they, they let him do it. And how
2: and how Jordan went to, to Vegas to get him.
0: Yeah, yeah and Car- Carmen Electra's in the room. When, when hiding?
2: Hi- hiding under a blanket behind a coach? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. what are you, 12?
3: That
0: would, <laughs> that would be odd. So, Rob, what, so... Give, give us your best Rodman story that you got.
1: Wow. Oof. I mean, one time he um, actually went to my brother's bar. And uh, he was probably, probably showed up maybe a half hour before the place was about to close. And he ordered a bottle of Cristal at the bar. And uh, he ended up ordering like 10 for everybody. And uh, that was probably, just kept the party going. That, that's what Rodman was about, just keeping the party going, keeping the excitement going. And he actually went behind the bar and started making drinks. <laughs> and that was just his, you know, he was just carefree. He would roll roll by himself, no friends, no paparazzi, you no know, nothing, no bodyguards, no girlfriends, and he would just, you know, he was the life of the party. Yeah. Um, man, he was, you know, everybody loved to see him because he was just, uh, you know, he was a great tipper, great to be around, you know, whatever his tab was, if his tab was, you know, $5,000, he would leave, you know, 30%, 40%. Sometimes he would double his you know, if this check was a grand. He would leave a grand. You know, he was that he was that guy, like a Mark Cuban. You know, so
0: that doesn't um, that doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Now, out of all the, uh, of, all the of all the four major sports, which uh, which crew parties the most or parties the hardest in Vegas? Out of
1: the four major sports, yeah. wow.
0: Uh, oof, I would probably say NBA. Yeah,
1: yeah. NBA would definitely those guys. Yeah, they spend their money. They yeah. definitely spend their That's money. Great. And I think we're going to call them (laughs) (laughs) dollars, And it's interesting. They would, you know, they, you know, whatever their their minimums were, you know, whatever their minimums were, they would, you know, they would spend a little bit more. But I think uh, when those 30 for 30s would come out and um, you would hear that, you know, his best friend was his accountant, his neighbor was his financial advisor. No, that that didn't work, (laughs) you know. And uh, I think they changed everybody. They changed their ways a little bit after that. Um, Just, you know, calm down a a little bit more, especially with social media. It didn't, it, had, it didn't get as out of his hand as it, as it used to be. No. But uh, just going back, going back to Rodman, another that's, story that just came to my mind, he was with, uh, uh, this is, man, 15, 20 years ago, he was with uh, Tiger Woods and, uh, and Pippen. And uh, Tiger Woods was getting, uh, getting the check. And uh, Robin was behind him, looking at him and, and saying, to him, is that all you're going to leave them? And, uh, Tiger looks at him and goes, yes, it is. And he goes, no, it's not. And he grabbed the check and he adjusted the gratuity, you know, because that's, that's the way he was. He loved the people. He, he appreciated everybody. And that's uh, that, he was that, a, that type of guy, you know.
0: That's so good. That's so good. I love that.
1: Nice. Just, nice. Well, but hockey players, probably the most low-key, you know, especially now with the Golden Knights here, those guys are, you know, you don't see them out as much or they're very, uh, you know, I think the first year with, with when the Golden Knights were here, definitely – that was the advantage because the guys, other opposition teams were going out. Yeah. And, uh, and then the Knights would play you and they would have the advantage. And then, you know, we went to the finals the first year. And then next year, you know, things, things changed. Nobody went out. I think Ovechkin made a, made a comment hey, we're not going out tonight. We're, we're ready for these guys. So, yeah, that's yeah, right. but uh, well, not, question for you guys. Question yes. for you guys. What, uh, in terms of expansion for the, for the NBA, what city is next?
0: It's gonna, I think it's going to go Seattle. You think Seattle? Yeah, because I think Seattle, Seattle they uh, they approved the NHL team, I believe. So I think it just makes sense they did. To, to drop uh, to drop the NBA team in there as well. I think Vancouver's a little while off, but I think it's it's coming. I think ten year, within 10 years, we'll have another one. Yeah, I
1: don't, yeah. I don't know if another Canadian team can support an NBA franchise right now. I think Toronto's good right now.
2: Unless you do another one in the GTA, you know? That could, it could support it, no problem. They do it in New York, right? Yeah. So, I mean... But we can we can easily support uh, another hockey team and easily yeah. support another basketball team.
0: Yeah. Hockey, hockey
2: for sure. But basketball,
0: I don't know. I don't know what. It'd kind of, of I Yeah, I don't know what kind of. Uh, I don't think you want to mess with the support or even favor uh, yeah. them. Man. I think the hockey. I think actually, if a hockey team was would to come, were to come in, I think that would be interesting.
2: Listen, yeah. man, Chico- Ch- Chicago. Um, you know, like they've got. Um, we've got more we've got more of a population than them okay and we're and all we anybody uh, that knows history always says that toronto is a young new york you know so i just think that you know if if chicago can do it and and new york you know and we're bigger we're in the middle between the two i mean we definitely could get it you know and when i say we i'm talking about uh, you and me, Mike, not you, you trader. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: hey, everybody loves Toronto, but nobody, nobody, everybody loves Toronto, but nobody wants to pay the taxes there anymore. That's, yeah. the, that's the problem. You know,
0: here's some little, we love like, the, rest of the that actually just reminded me. One thing that sticks out to me is like, Jordan is one of the only guys that can get away with, um, talking in the third person and it's still cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah he's, like, like, he's like Terry <laughs> he's like, he's like Cruz. Yeah there's, there's actually, yeah. there's like two people that can do it. The rock. The Rock can do it, uh, and then Michael Jordan. I'm not bothered by it. Normally, when people talk in the third person, yeah. I'm uh, I'm bothered by it. Not only can he do that, I pull off the uh, the speech. He's the Hitler mustache. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
0: He, 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 rolled, he, rolled, <laughs> he rolled with a Hitler mustache. I think it's got to be like a couple years on and off.
2: Man, that that just goes with that just goes along with his shitty wardrobe. Yeah. Like it's just, I, I can't believe it. It's I just bad. don't get it, man. It's bad.
1: <laughs> but what was the movie that? What was that movie you made? Uh, the Looney Tunes uh, Space Jam. The Space Jam. Yeah. That's, is that. A, one of your favorites. That jazz? Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the
0: sound, I think the soundtrack that's going to be involved with this is going to be really good. I'd like the. Uh, I'd like the tunes that they've they've uh, they've picked for it so far.
2: Why you say that? I haven't, I haven't really noticed that at all.
0: No, I think they're going to... I didn't notice what not, song-taping It's song kind of low key. Um, you, One of the things that I really like, look forward to, because like, obviously this tape has been around for 24 years now, and you, know, you hear about it for so long, and you wait for it, and I'm just like, why am I so excited about it? And Because I, I feel like I know so much about Chicago Bulls, about this era, but it's like, I, I really want to find something that will help maybe change my opinion on something. You know, something that's kind of going to go boom and blow your mind a little bit in the documentary. But I find so far, it's been a little bit of a mix of new and, and old footage. But I hear, I think they're getting into uh, a lot of the new footage here in the next couple episodes.
1: Right, yeah. right. I think, I think the biggest thing was, is, is probably Jay Krause. Just uh, yes. the power he had. Yes. Uh, these days, I mean, these days. You know, a, a GM or owner. Yeah, they have the power, but the players are the ones who are on the show. You go, to, you paid money to go see the players, right? Not the GMs or the owners.
0: Hundred percent. Uh, and
2: so,
1: and, well, Chaz,
0: okay. So, Chaz, 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 what did you what did you say to me when we called when we uh, talked earlier? About uh, that. Okay.
2: So this is okay. So this is what I, I like. Okay. You know, you know when you're watching. Um, you know, I don't know, man. The best way for me to describe it is. Tarantino's new movie, right? It was refreshing to watch it. Um, because you know, it was refreshing to watch it a second time uh, okay. because, you know, at the end, okay. The, 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 the shittiest, one of the shittiest things that happened in history, you know, like, uh, in terms of like modern history, uh, in terms of Sharon Tate being pregnant and getting killed by Charles Manson's followers and all that stuff. But I, I love Quentin Tarantino's spin on it. Where, and where are you going he, with this? He, you know, so, Spoiler alert and all that stuff, right? Um, so my point is, whenever I watch shit,
0: yeah.
3: you
2: know, and I and I know what, what what's going to happen, I get sad, you know, whether it's a movie, whether it's a, a real history documentary or something like that. And with this one, I, I couldn't help but get angry because it's just like you're watching all of this and they're going back and forth um, from you know when 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 they started to this this final last dance year, and it's just like why. Why, why the fuck would you like do that? Why, why would you like say, this is your last year, uh, Phil Jackson, knowing that Jordan won't like, why would you like just ruin something that's so beautiful? You know, they could have at least had two more years, minimum one, maybe three or four if they kept it all together and kept on, on, on building it and, and, and you know, and is it just like the forest? They couldn't see the forest through the trees. Um, I, I, don't get yeah, it. It's just, it, it, it makes me angry then. Yeah, man. I, yeah I,
0: no, I, I, I completely agree. It's inadmissible. Now I was actually thinking about this cause I knew this would come up like that. May, what would you put this in Vegas terms? Like, I, cause I think about the, the, the team as a hotel and then you have Michael Jordan is like your lounge that brings in the most money, like the poker room. And then you have a restaurant that brings in the revenue and then someone's like the rooms and all of a sudden you're just going to close all these down. Like, and then just start over when you're being so successful with what you had. Like I, I don't know why they're resetting. It makes no sense at all.
1: Yeah, no, no, it's <laughs> crazy, crazy. It's,
2: it's, it's like the chef, like that changes a menu that works. Okay, I get it. It works when you're a chef because yeah, people want new uh, things. But this is a yeah. Dynasty. He just
1: yeah. He just wanted he just wanted to fill Jackson out. I mean, he just wanted to fill Jackson out, and it, it didn't matter to him anymore. He had his he had his championships, and he thought he could just plug plug and play, just bring another coach in. Uh, but Jordan was, would deny it. Like Jordan would, every time he was asked, they're like, right, Phil's not here. I'm out. Yeah. Uh, Phil, is, Phil was more of a gentleman. He he kind of, uh, you know, pushed it away, but Jordan
2: was clear. But they know, that. Out. But they you, know that. How do you, but they know that. And possibly one of the greatest players in the world in history, you know, is going to leave if Phil Jackson isn't there. You know, and they the, know that. Why the, would you continue it? I don't get it. That's like, like suicide.
0: It's, it's suicide. rookie. <laughs> It, it really, it really, it really doesn't make any sense. And like my, my thing is like, I feel like Kraus clearly has got Napoleon complex, but I also feel like Kraus had something on, uh, I mentioned this in the last podcast, like he had yeah. something on Reinsdorf. I know, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I there's no logic to it. I guess like you could yeah. look at it like as like a leased car and you want to like trade it in before the kilometers go over or something, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, it but it's not, it wasn't, it was so unnecessary. I don't get it.
1: Yeah, they probably had a trip together in Vegas, and uh, he told Rindsworth, I'll meet you at the Rhino, and Krause never showed up, and we we'll just leave it at that. I don't know. Yeah. That, that's...
0: Yeah, anything? Yeah, so I like that. I think we covered quite a bit here, boys. A lot of the Jordan rules, talked about some of the physicality. Um, it's Krauss, Like, Krauss is just a continuous one that continues to come up. Um, Chaz, I had a question for you. Who's uh, Jordan's equivalent in music? Who would he be? Can you hear me? Jazzy, 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 (laughs) Jahesh.
2: Now you're sorry, man. uh, I had Uh, a bad fear from there for a second.
0: Okay. Who is uh who, no, problem. no problem, buddy. Who are if who is Jordan as like a musician? Who is he? You talking to me? Yeah. Bell Biv
2: DeVoe Okay, why
3: <laughs>
2: either that or MC Hammer. Both reasons because of how he
0: dresses. Uh <laughs> Bell <laughs> Biv DeVoe uh wow uh, that was great did i miss did i miss anything one of the things is nostalgia i love the old uniforms they're fantastic the all red warm-up suits love those uh the ripaways the soundtrack i like how they do the. i like how they do the timeline i, I, I think i'm quite enjoying how they're how they're going kind of shifting in between years i think they're doing that fairly seamlessly which is, it's easy to it's easy to fall in line with what else? Did I miss anything here, boys? Jerry Krause dancing. <laughs> that one was fantastic in the plane. Oh, wow, I'm
2: the boss. That was crazy. Yeah. That was a, That was like a full body dry heat. Holy smokes. <laughs> <fuck>. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, like uh, there's no, I don't think there's another athlete, maybe Tiger. Like, I really don't think there's another athlete besides if like they've murdered somebody, OJ or something like that. They could have a 10 part documentary about them like exactly name. yeah he i mean
2: I I, you, I I get
0: what you're saying but that goes against what i said originally it's not about him it's about the bulls no but it but the documentary is about him he he, he I, it's his choice so it is it is technically about him and his team
3: yeah
2: let's just agree to disagree
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, that, 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 you know, you
1: know what i'm looking forward to is uh, when he retires and plays baseball you know how uh, how much they get into that. You know all those all those rumors that we heard. You know about uh, possibly gambling or Bay asked him to step out. Uh, you know issues with his father.
2: Yeah, I
1: you know, he, uh, I, I had a r- conversation you with
2: you about that, Mike, uh, years ago. I remember,
0: What's and
2: that? I remember asking you, as you know what I mean. I'm I'm like a layman when it comes to when it comes to sports. So I, you're my go-to, and. And I asked you about it, and I, I remember you said something that really, like, stuck in my head. Um, what was it again? I'm joking. Um, and and um, you said that um, traditionally you need, um, you need to see so many pitches to, yeah. to make yeah. it in the majors. And he was on his path to do it, yeah. you know? Like he, was doing, like, he was doing really shit in the beginning, but they, he kind of, like, pulled out uh, right before he started, like, doing really well.
0: Yeah, so what they say what they say if you're going to be like a big league hitter they say you need to hit about an average of 10,000 big league pitches. So when he when he signed up that was Terry Francona for the Birmingham Barons who ended up coaching Boston Red Sox and then I think he's with Cleveland now. But yeah, they said you need like 10,000 pitches, so he was continuously after every practice going pitch, pitch, pitch. And finally, like a lot of people think that his baseball career was was not very successful, but when he ended up going down to Arizona in double A, he was getting, he was hitting dingers. He's making some great field plays. And if, and it's actually twofold because if the writer, if the, if baseball doesn't go on strike, he goes to the big leagues. Like they, so many players, coaches were saying he'd go to the big leagues, whether he's talented enough or because of his fame that you could, that both played a factor, but he would have played in the big leagues. But since there was a strike, the baseball strike saved us from having Jordan go to baseball. And uh, kept them within basketball, which was such a obviously a blessing in disguise. Or we don't, we never had this documentary. So who's who who would you say is the
1: happiest that he decided to go play baseball? Who's the happiest guy in the world?
0: Akeem Olajuwon. Akeem, <laughs> that's right. Two titles. That's right. Yeah. And, and
1: Patrick Patrick Ewing's wishing he went a year before, or a couple of years before.
0: That's I right. I
1: mean. All those Knicks series too. Yeah, Hopefully, right. we're gonna get to see some of that. I'm looking forward to see those Knicks battles.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. You so, know, spoiler alert: they have a little bit there. But yeah, when the yeah. when the Knicks play uh, Houston in the game game seven, John Starks goes two for thirteen. Like if he hits yeah, two, yeah. if he hits two more shots, like the Knicks would get that title. So yeah, that's, that's crazy. There's, a lot, there's so many what ifs. It brings back so many memories. I love Bob Costas. He's one of my favorite things. I used to love to do, love to listen to the monologues. Marv Mark Marv Albert, yeah. Mar- absolutely. Mar- Val- Mar- Mar-
1: Valard, yeah. <laughs> you know, I used to love listening. I used to love listening to Doug Collins and Hubie Brown. You know, they, they, I learned a lot of my basketball from those two guys. I mean, they were fantastic to listen to. I
2: think it was Doug Collins
1: the Doug, coach. Yeah. Doug Collins became yeah, after after he got uh, let go, I mean, he started to get into broadcasting. He was fantastic. I mean he's not one of the best. I got I gotta, he's,
2: I gotta he's, he's tell incredible, you though. Incredible. And, not in not in a cocky way, in any way, shape or form. But when he was talking about how Michael Jordan was, uh, you know, Defensive Player of the Year and this and that, uh, all you know, he was like, all under all, him, yeah, all, all, all under me. Like shut up, man? You know, he could have, he could have done it under. Uh, <laughs> he could have done it under, <laughs> under, under you, Jack. I yeah. wonder.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I uh, I think it was. I don't think he was being uh, very hubris at all. I think he was being like, just like, this is what I had to deal with. This is the machine that I had. Yeah. Yeah. Um what are they talk about. I like him. What's up? Also he looked
2: also he looked like a also he looks like a swollen uh James Woods.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: a few more days, I'm gonna have hair Duck like Collins. A few more days on the quarantine.
3: Yeah.
1: I don't see a
0: barber soon. Yeah. Oh uh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh I think we covered quite a bit of it, boys. Um, Did you
2: guys –
1: you know, I I really liked the part at the end where uh, they played the Lakers, you know, in 91, and the Lakers took game one. I remember I was in the ninth grade, and I had a bet with my math teacher that the Lakers would take that first game. I won. And he said, said, let's do double or nothing. And obviously I lost, but how – you know, Magic at the end said how – you know, they they hugged at the end and he said, he hates to lose, but if it was going to be anybody, he was happy, it was Michael – and that it should have been Michael. So yeah. he kind of like passed the torch, you know, was Bird, Magic, and then Michael.
3: He was that was Mr. pretty Chambers? awesome.
1: Was that Mr. What's Chambers? That? Mr. Chambers?
3: No, no, no,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna leave the name off this, okay?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that was, uh, that was definitely the passing of the torch. And it was interesting too, because I think it was Will Perdue was saying when they won that title, that they've only seen this maniac, and this guy that's angry and frustrated all the time, and they, th- yeah, yeah. he was just like that was actually some true emotion that we never knew that right. this robot had. <laughs> you know, he's just angry all the time. Exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah. No, that was deep. That was deep. And you saw Kobe kind of imitate that a little bit. He grabbed the trophy. A lot of people would do that. Grab it, you know, and just and just just uh, let it go and just release all that emotion. That was that
2: was nuts. You know. So.
0: Yeah, and that just gave, yeah. that just gave him. The- all, all I know is I, I hope for <laughs>
2: I hope our Grant comes out with a comedy on uh, on this <laughs> play. <laughs> oh, <laughs> unbelievable! You know, you know, you know what a funny line
1: was James Worthy when James Worthy said that uh, when Jordan, Jordan joined the North Carolina and James Worthy was like, "I was the best player on that team for about two weeks."
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you know, it was funny, but at the same time, it was like, "Wow, you know, this is coming kind of from James Worthy." I mean, top fifty player of all time, big game James for him to say that. Yeah. Nobody knew he was, you know, and when he went pro, James Early was like, we knew he was good, but we never knew he was going to be that good.
0: Yeah. And it become like the best. It seemed like everywhere he went, it was like two weeks until he was the best. He went to North Carolina, two <laughs> weeks, Bulls, two uh, weeks. Yeah. And then when, uh, yeah. when they talk about the dream team, you know, they went there. And then all of a sudden, it was just another, like, kind of another kind of stage two of the passing of the guard, right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Everywhere. <laughs> how how yeah. does that coach, how does
1: that high school coach feel now that uh, that cut him, at, you know? we <laughs> watch watching the documentary. Yeah. <laughs> You yeah. should be, we should interview him.
2: <laughs> then <That's laughs> yeah. um, what um what would you say that um Jordan is doing now? Like, you know, like with somebody like Gretzky when, when you retire, I could see you, he's doing his like winery and all that stuff. Oh. You know, with Jordan, what is he what is he doing to satisfy his, he own, his competitive He, he owns means, the, he, o-
0: he owns the Charlotte Hornets. He owns. His- yeah, yeah, but what is he doing on a
2: competitive level to, uh, you know, like to water that competitive nature in him?
1: He's taking up it. curling, Chow. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Hopefully, he, hopefully he takes up fashion design. He owns a, he owns, like he owns a basketball team, so he's making like a lot of the front office decisions for that. So staying active in the game, uh, and the way he got in there too is, is quite. Uh, quite smart because it was the old owner of uh, BET and they were 50, 50 owners. He bought him out. And then the whole Donald Sterling shit happened within the Clippers. And all of a sudden every, every NBA franchise basically doubled. So that whole Sterling thing actually put Jordan over the bubble when he first became a billionaire. Just the timing of that was just an amazing deal.
1: That was, that was, that was, that was a time. I remember that. Wow. Clippers were, Clippers were on sale.
0: Who was going to buy them? That's right. Now I think the Knicks are valued at five point one billion. Insane.
1: Uh Is yeah. It, I mean,
0: Lakers are what like four point four or something.
1: like Lakers are right there. Yeah. Yeah, four plus.
0: That's, hey, by yeah. the way, did you guys catch um,
2: very quickly uh, the young uh, Jack Nicholson?
1: Uh, I did. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, it, it was in, ep- in episode he, four. Because he was the best. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, so, yeah,
0: yeah. That's right. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. You, that's see, right. you see him for a split second, man. That's right. Yeah, there's always the debate. There's, a, there's always the debate when Jack Nicholson leaves. Who gets those seats? Who's the guy? Like who's the yeah. next guy? Like, <laughs> there's a
1: waiting know. list for sure. I'll tell you that.
0: Like who would it Lakers? Like, courtside? Like, side? Is it Denzel? Is What's he the, the guy? Leo? I don't know. Leo? No,
1: Denzel. Denzel uh, who moves up? Denzel a couple rows back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I wonder. If maybe Dave Chappelle swoops in there and says, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Dad. You know this to tell.
2: I'm rich, bitch, yeah. for sure, right? Yeah. <laughs> the three most influential uh, musicians of all time: dialing dialing and dialing <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hope they, I hope they can get that uh the league finished. There's talks about it coming down to Vegas.
1: Yeah, uh, well, every year we do summer league here in Vegas, which is fantastic. It just every year just grows, grows, and grows, and brings everybody, everybody out here, even the top players who don't play. So it's great for our hotels, restaurants, clubs because they come out and spend some money. So um, they have Thomas and Mac and the Cox Pavilion rented out. So yeah, that's right. Hey, we we would love it here in Vegas, especially being shut down now. That could really save the summer. You know, uh,
0: yeah. Uh, Had
1: have, have the NBA here, and plus, you know, we're. Uh, you know we don't have a, we don't have a franchise here, so we're not going to be biased, obviously. But uh, everybody loves Vegas. That would be great. I don't think it's going to happen, but even if there's no fans, if they could play here. Whew.
0: Well, it's the, I think it's the easiest way to create a vacuum because you have all you have all the infrastructure there already with the summer league, as you said, and then you have the hotels which are empty, and then you just create this bubble and then do the playoff system. Family, unfortunately, for the fam- uh, players, they probably have to stay away from their families maybe two months, so it's not too sure if they'd be up for that, but. I think you can create right. that scenario, but I think it'll be, it looks like it's going to be Los Angeles. I heard it was between the. They'll make, they'll
2: the make
0: a deal. they will make a deal. Each of
2: you can bring only one girlfriend. <laughs> that's
0: what Mike, that's what Michael Irvin said. Like, cause they were talking about football. If they could do that with football players, it's like, yeah, you can keep us all in, but they ain't going to keep the honeys out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was so good. Okay, boys. Well, they
1: just finished. They just finished. They just finished the stadium here, Raiders Stadium. The finishing touches. That's right. The lights are on now.
0: How do you think that's going to? Fi- Two billion dollars. How do you think that's going to affect this city the most? What will it bring the most of? you, uh,
1: you know, you know, you know, with, with the Raiders and NFL, with the PSL, they they sold out the PSL uh, with tickets, so that that's a great sign. Uh, it's going to bring people from all over the world. You know, people who have never seen an NFL game are going to come to Vegas and see the game here. Oh, yeah. um, so uh, 65,000 seat arena. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting, but, uh, they're going to use it for, you know, big soccer events, UFC. Uh, I, th- I think we're going to do okay. I think we're going to do okay. okay. It's, it's going to be good for the city.
0: It's a beautiful looking stadium. I was golfing at, uh, Kiai, Kiai Laini, or Kiai Laini golf course there. And a couple of the holes, you just kind of, you got a view of it. about 500 yards away. Of, yeah. Yeah. yeah it
1: looks like that. Darth Vader's, uh, you know, <laughs> Dark Vader's, uh,
0: <laughs> looks like the death star yeah. Yeah.
1: Death Star, exactly there you go I mean, yeah. so on a, on a scale of, on a
0: scale of one to ten how cheesy are the intros and in, uh between periods and at the games ah oh, come on they're great they're great they're uh, great uh, yeah i only i only see them they're fun they're, yeah. yeah whatever yeah you're talking to a season second holder owner okay? Hey, That's come fun. on <laughs> You see
1: my uh, season ticket all the boxes up there? I love it. You too. But <laughs> okay. they, keep, they keep raising the prices. I might, uh, might get out. But uh, <laughs> hockey's been great. Hockey's been great. So uh, That's good. Things everybody out. You know, it's another reason to come to Vegas. Yeah.
0: That's true. I, I'm overdue to, well, I guess I was there last year, and I guess I was there last year. You guys got to come out together. Yeah, that's true. That's you dope. know, I, we'll do, do, do a podcast out here, yeah, you know, I, I'd love to do that. I would love to do that. I think, I think if I ever get married, I'm just rolling down there and it's going to be a big, oh,
1: uh, for sure. My brother runs a great lounge and Caesars, there's a great cigar lounge. It's like a man's cave with, uh, you know, great steaks and we should do a podcast
0: there. I'd love, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. I was telling, yeah, Ca- yeah. I, I was telling yeah. uh, I was telling Cabby about mama bird there. I don't know if he's ordered from there yet. You got to, you got to
1: introduce me to him, please. Yeah. We'd love to have him. Yeah. yeah. We've been, yeah. we've been open almost two years.
0: Yeah. I'll fire over his, uh, his, his contact. And I, and I just want to go down there and just eat at your restaurant. Hey, <laughs> it looks so good.
2: Thank you. Thank
0: you. Yeah. Thank you very much.
2: Yeah, man. You're getting a lot of like sick press, uh, mama bird, man. Yeah. Yeah. We're well. in almost two years.
1: Uh, we're in about 50 minutes from the strip. So a lot of friends, clients will, you know, Get out, of the, get out of the strip a little bit, get out of the hotel and uh, stop by. And we're uh, yeah. doing a lot of to go and take out right now. Yeah. Uh, we've got a smoker, brisket, chicken and waffles, fried chicken. You know, it's it's, uh, it's great after a uh, few drinks, you know, oh, the fine. day after. It holds you well, you know. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Didn't, right you, on, uh, didn't you cater for the Raiders as well? Didn't you cater for them a few times?
1: Yeah, we've catered for the Raiders. Yeah, we've catered for the Raiders, or sales team, the Golden Knights. Uh, we actually had Dana White come in as well uh, Check uh-huh. it out he's a, he's a big fan He's a big fried chicken fan So he came to scope us out Beautiful uh, So that was awesome It was great to meet him too uh, We had uh, Glenn Anderson uh oh, yeah. uh Former Edmond he, yeah. uh, he He's actually been meaning to stop by We actually went to see a game together um, So th- th- that would be neat But uh, yeah we're right We're you know, a few minutes from the airport And we well, me,
2: me when Ted Bidashi
0: goes there Okay <laughs> then, 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 I'll, then I'll be in front uh- <laughs> yeah <laughs> on, that, on that on that on that note i'm gonna put us uh put us all in the million dollar dream here put us away <laughs> uh thanks boys uh thanks virgil Jazzy. <laughs> uh this has been this has been fun and this is good. Uh, it's interesting to do it over WhatsApp as well. It's a it's a definitely a different dynamic uh, video form versus live form. But Rob, when I come down here, we're gonna set something up too, buddy. Hey, absolutely love love to
1: love to host you down here.
3: Yeah,
0: let
1: me know whatever you need. Yeah. And uh, you guys, you guys stay safe uh, back in Toronto and, and Canada. And uh, hey, we'll see you guys in Vegas for sure. Okay, thanks, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah,
0: yeah tell th- Cowrie th- uh-huh. I say hello.
1: I uh, will, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, thanks, yeah. boys.
0: Sorry, hey, guys. Take okay, time. Mikey, thanks, bud. You got it, my Thank pleasure. you very much. Thank
1: you for success, man.
0: Thanks, Rob. All thanks, right. Chazzy. All
1: right, man. See you, boys. Cheers, guys.
0: Thanks again to uh, Chazzy there and Rob. Thanks, boys. That was fantastic. Look out this week, part three, Last Dance Running Diary uh, with Nabil Kareem from ESPN. That's going to come out next Monday. Hope everyone's doing well out there, and have a great rest of your day. Peace.